Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations. It is an injured Cappy you're dealing with right now, and I uh, apologize in advance for my uh, beleaguered or... uh, not as uh, joyful. I'm, I'm injured. I'm I'm crippled. I'm not joking. I'm crippled. Uh, yesterday, I woke up in the morning uh, from an injury 24 hours before that in my neck. And don't don't worry. It's not motor. It's it's nothing. It's just I really kinked my neck. It's one of those things where uh, you don't realize you have muscles where you have muscles, and then when those muscles go sore or bad, you're like, oh crap. Holy vital muscles, Batman. Those muscles are really important. I could barely get out. Uh, I won't lie to you. I was even thinking about calling my girlfriend. I'm like, um, can you come back here uh, from your little office job and um, help me out of the bed? And uh, inevitably, it, it, like every real man, I'm like, okay, you're going to stop being a, a pansy. This could be the cursory podcast. You're going to get up. <clears throat> you're going to suffer through this. Both your grandfathers suffered way more in World War II. Wow, one in the Pacific, one in the European theater. Don't give me your crap that your neck is is bad. Oh, your neck hurts. Oh, too freaking bad. I'm like, yep, we'll push through this. So I, I pulled my leg up because that's the only thing I could do. Because once again, you don't realize how connected these muscles are. Like, you could wiggle your toe and all of a sudden there's a there's a muscle somewhere on the top of your skull. I don't think there's a muscle on the top of your skull, but let's just say there is. And you're like, oh, crap, if I move my toe, it hurts. And it's just like, it's going to hurt no matter which way. No matter what way I got out of that damn bed, it was going to hurt. And I'm like, okay, we're going to make it. We're just going to do it, and we're just going to have to suffer. So I, I pulled my leg up, wrapped my hand around. And for any real men, this is this is beyond you millennials. I don't know, is Gen Z a little bit more masculine? I don't know. But any uh, Gen Xer, baby boomer, and, and God bless you if you're still listening, World War II generation, you pull your leg up because your leg gives you leverage and you put your hand on it like, okay, and you pinch your leg down on your hand. Okay, one, two, three, and then you lean. And then the searing pain in your neck or whatever muscle was hurting you just like fires, all the neurons fire. And but it was like not even half a second. You know, it was like dying in a plane crash. I was watching a video. Um, you know, I'm thinking about like dying. Oh, it'd be horrible to die in a plane crash. I'm like, would it really be that horrible? Because like, I don't think your your nervous system even can transact that fast to the damage that is happening to your body that ultimately kills you. In other words, the death goes faster. The 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 deathly blow is delivered faster 
than what your nervous system can send back to the brain, by which time it's already been obliterated, so those nerves can't even send the like, oh, wow, it really hurts being blown up in a fiery ball of hell uh, with Muslims flying the planes. Fuck you, Muslims, don't care. Uh, Screw you, Muslims, don't care. Uh, And that's just what I was thinking. I was just like thinking like, okay, yeah, well, if if it's really that fast, like, yeah, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. So poof, that's it. By the time I was done saying oof out of the poof, you're not even conscious of there anymore. You're gone. We're dead. You're, that's it. So imagine how like nice and peaceful and quick that pain was or that death was. Anyway, uh, I was literally crippled and I, I, could, I, I could barely get out of bed. I had to move my arm a certain way and it still hurt. And I was just like, grab my leg and do the... Uh. And then it was done and over with, and I could not even look left or right. I mean, I was walking like a damn cripple, because I was, I was. And it makes me wonder, like, oh my gosh, is this what, like, getting old is like? What, what, this never happened to me before, never happened, never. Why is it like I slept the wrong way? You know, why is it I did this thing this certain way, all of a sudden now I can't even lift my head out of the bed? In World War Two, in any in any kind of like other situation, Vietnam, World War, any kind of war, any any of you real men who are more masculine than me and true men, you would be like, yeah, it, it, you got a you got a neck ache, uh, but it, it hurt like hell, and I was just like, God dang, I can't get up, I can't. <clears throat> like I said, I was gonna call the girl. Can you help me out of the bed? It was that bad. So for the first time in my life, I went to a chiropractor. And uh, I don't believe in chiropractors. I think it's hokey pokey. And after visiting the chiropractor, I still think it's hokey pokey. I'm not saying there's not some legitimacy. I'm not saying there's not some authenticity uh, with the discipline. But I went in and the guy's like, okay, strip down your skivvies. And he says, okay, here's the neck and here's the bones and here's the bone and here's the other bone. And this is where the pain is coming out of this bone. And I didn't disagree with him. I, I well, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I see your spine. He's got a spine chart, and there's like this fake uh, plastic spine he's got, and he's like showing me. Okay, so here's where it's pinching. Here's where it's pinching. I'm like, yeah, we'll make it unpinch. <clears throat> and uh, as per uh, Eddie Izzard, the comedian, which if you haven't seen, you must see him. And we're going to crack your bones. Hey, we're going to crack your bones. You got like a diphtheria. We're going to crack your bones. He didn't crack my bones. He just moved his hands around like, oh, we're going to move here. Okay, all right, I see. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, what? 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 Oh, oh, what? 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 Oh, is there something I should know? He didn't tell me. He didn't give me the, he didn't give me the debrief. And uh, it's like, okay, all right. Well, well, you need to. There's some pinching going on, and there's some stuff going on. Is there anything else going on psychologically? I'm like, yeah, I'm stressed as F, and um, I'm in this not necessarily existential cri- I didn't lay this down on him. I was like, I'm in this existential crisis where all, the, all of a sudden everything's coming up Millhouse, and you're kind of like, yeah, what, now what? Which brings in a brilliant observation about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know what I was happiest? Do you know what? Sit down and think this through. Okay, everybody, go down. All right, let let's sit let's sit this down. Don't don't even because it's it's irony. It's irony for all of us. I almost guarantee you, when you were happiest, you were poorest. 
when you were like the happiest and most the excited and everything was going coming like you were the most hopeful and optimistic like your mental attitude your psychology your mental state was the best it was the most healthiest i almost guarantee you it's when you were the poorest and the most financially distraught piece of crap you ever were and i know why i know why that is because Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like if you're poor, if you're on the lower levels, and follow me in on this, guys. Okay, like let's say you're a college student and you're poor, or you happen to be a minority and you're poor, or you happen to be an old Claremeister back in the 90s and you're poor. Your first and foremost goal was to put food on the table and shelter over your head. And if you achieve that, this is why everybody's excited about winning the lottery. If you achieve that forever, like you could achieve it like the next month or the next week or the, you know, you win the lottery the next year, you'd be ecstatic. And then, then you would go out and party on the weekend like, yeah, I'm still alive. Yeah, I can, I can see that celebration. But all of a sudden, due to technological advances, due to the fact you get older and wiser, you get a little bit more efficient. The first two levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs are taken care of. And then you get into this more esoteric and ultimately crippling, depressing, like, what's the point of life? Why am I here? <laughs> all, all your food, clothing, and shelter is taken care of. Like, you got the, the first three levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs taken care of. And then all of a sudden, you get these horrible, nightmarish nightmare that's what they are they are nightmares nightmarish type of thoughts and philosophies of like why am i here and i see it with uh my friends and my relatives who like have kids they're not aware they're not at the third fourth or fifth level of self-actualization of maslow's hierarchy of needs they are just busy wiping their kids ass running after the kids the kids the kids distract you Kids absolutely distract you and keep you at the, what would I call it, blissfully ignorant levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You're just their food, clothing, shelter. And when I look at the mom or the dads that are dealing with the kids that, that, that parasite off of them, when the kids are finally taken care of, it's just like, oh. and they enjoy martinis way better than I ever will. Way better. When I was in college, I remembered, like, if I had a day off, oh, my God, there was no guilt or shame. I totally, absolutely deserved it, and I appreciate it. And me and my buddies would go bike, and then we'd go to maybe a party or something. I didn't even matter. I was just like, yeah, I, I deserve this. It's the same thing with the parents. Like, they're not worried about the afterlife or the uh, esoteric or ethereal you know, what happens if we're dead type of level five or six of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They're just like, the kid, shut up. Thank God, I'm going to have a martini. And that bliss, that wonderful bliss of like, I'm happy now. I satiated myself. And this gets back to why I'm saying, you probably look back when you were younger, the happiest points in your life was when you were poor and you made rent that month, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to go to a party and try to get laid. And I don't think your brain went beyond that. And that's that's what made it so blissful. 
That's what made it so wonderful. I'm going to go to this concert at First Avenue and listen to Guar. I'm going to mosh. I'm going to get drunk. And that, that eternity, that infinity of happiness, I think. that, And there was nothing else to worry about. Then you get older. Then you're like, oh, well, okay, kids are out of the house. Wife is kind of getting a little long in the tooth. Don't want to bang her as much. And even if you do, even if you do, uh, God bless you. If the, you ladies keep yourself in shape and the guys keep themselves as well, as well. You uh, gentlemen, let's uh, let's not uh, shimmy sham from our responsibilities. Men are more obese than women. You gentlemen better pony up. I uh, like I said, I I am truly a, a non-sexist. I think women have the right complaints as well. But after that, like, okay, yeah, I'm banging my wife. What are we doing now? What you 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 live until you die. You live until you die. Oh, it's horrible. It's just horrible. And no wonder. And that's exactly why. That's exactly why. You could be rolling in it. You could be rolling in it. With the money and the filth and the... You got everything. Everything's taken care of. Right now, house is paid off. I got nothing to worry about. I would kill. I would kill to be back when I was 21. Working for $7.34 an hour at the police department. Oh, I would kill for that. Because of maybe it's the naivete, it's the ignorance, it's the stupidity. Like you don't know what's ahead. I guess that's it. I guess maybe maybe is that life? Is that life? Like you don't know what the next step is ahead of you? Like, uh, so it leads you to have this unrealistic expectation which leads to bubbles that leads to bubbles like you know every kid like myself you know i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna make a six figures and everything's gonna be perfectly happy when i graduate no it's not gonna happen but at least that idealistic false hope provided the environment or the conditions by which your brain could believe in this uh, i don't want to say utopia but this um uh, elevation, what's the word I'm looking for? Not elasticity. All, I know I know. all you guys are yelling it right now. You're like, it's this word, it's this word. Uh, uh, e- e- elevation, elevation. Uh, it, you're just happy. You're just happy. Hey, I got a job. Hey, I paid off my debts. Hey, I'm happy. And then I guess maybe that, you know, looking back at it now, I could see why I went to nightclubs and danced. I just danced. I didn't really, really necessarily hit on the women. I went and I danced. I went and I danced. And I was happy. Just because you were alive and there was a future, like, or at least you were led to believe there was a future. Then when you graduated, it just like beat the freaking crap out of you. Oh... Anyway, with oh, so I injured my neck. Bringing it back now, and um, the old captain is just—I'm uh, in way better shape than I was yesterday. Way better shape, and I start to appreciate things like movement. <laughs> like I could get up without using my arm. I—I'm in way better shape than I was before. 
And uh, yeah, it was just, it's just, uh, you just kind of, and I'm wondering if that's like what it's like getting old. Because like beforehand I was sick and then I pulled my, what was it? Oh yeah, I got the bruised ribs, got the bruised ribs back in September. That took a month to heal, so that's October. Then I got sick, so that's in October and in November. And then I think November and December was pretty good. And now all of a sudden I got a, like, I got a broken neck. Out of nothing. Out of nothing. Not like I wrestled or did jujitsu or anything like that. All of a sudden my neck hurt because I slept wrong. Could barely move. And I'm thinking like, oh, is this what it's like to be old? Is this it? Is this what it's going to be like? Because I'm not even, I guess I'm not that old. I'm only 42. Good Christ, what the fuck am I? 2017, 75, I'm, wait, 40, no, I'm 42, December 28th, 18, yeah, 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 okay, I'm 42, yeah, I'm 42, oh, God, am I that old, you don't even know what age you are, oh, Christ, all right, anyway, it is the Clary Podcast, and we got a bleep ton, um, of news, and there's so many. I don't. I don't know. It, it brings about the incredibly important question of like, is it even worth covering this stuff anymore? Like I said, the internet is a very fine net. The internet is the finest net we've ever had. And all this crap, all the the monsters that were down at the seafloor, were drudging up now that would have not otherwise been noticed. Like in other words, these. Scummy people, these insane people, the crazies have always been there. It's just that the finer net of the internet brings it up. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't have life expectancy for it. It's why it's and this this has nothing to do with uh, politics or economics or the the finery of the net and what insanity and what shame. Frankly, it's shame. Uh, that the internet drudges up about humanity. Uh, but I've I've abandoned politics and economics long ago. I just don't care anymore. No one is going to be convinced. No one cares. This is all a big therapy session for everybody. That's why I want to move beyond that. That's why I wrote the book Enjoy the Decline. Um, we all go through our cycles, acceptance, remorse, dread, whatever else. But in the end, my life is too short to, um, you know, be like the MGTOWs or feminists, where you constantly harp and harangue and beat the same old bush of patriarchy and uh, misandry and misogyny. I mean, they're the same thing. MGTOWs and feminists are the same thing. You're just beating the same dead. That horse has been dead. Feminists have been beating it longer than MGTOWs have. Uh, and the horse's corpse ain't even a corpse. No, it's just like a, I don't even think there's any tanned leather left. It's just like this hole in the ground the feminists have beat it with. Uh, but the MGTOWs is kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, you've had your day in the sun. You you made your points. Now let's move on. No, some people you know, prefer to sit and uh, stew. I would like to move on. I would like to live my life and keep moving because I do believe humans are like sharks you have to keep moving to enjoy life and you have to move on to the new intellectual, psychological, philosophical um, frontier. What's moving on? But uh, there's just so much stupid. And I want to read through it. 
I don't want to read through it anymore. I mean, it, it comes up for more of like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're right. We are right. Here, here's what I guess it boils down to. Not every once in a while, but daily, daily, the internet drudges up with its fine net. Stupidity, insanity, and psychoses. Where you look at it, it's like, yep, I'm good. I'm glad I moved on. It only vindicates that you've moved on. And you're going to go live your life. You're going to go enjoy the decline. You're going to do your thing. You're going to have your kids. You're going to have your wife or your husband. And you're just going to live your life. And I think that's, if, if anything, the cacophony of psychological BS that's coming out of the mainstream media and the alt media, right or left, doesn't matter. The pure insanity that evidences as society collapses around us, it just further drives you and confirms your choice to ignore the TV, ignore the YouTube, ignore ignore the boob tube, and just be happy with your family and friends. Just be happy with your wife and your husband. Be happy with your kids. Go play the games. Go watch the sports. Hell, you're better off watching sports better off watching sports ball than you are the political news commentator I want to curse so much because that's why I want to curse but you're better off watching a game than you are watching the Young Turks uh, because both have the about the exact same outcome and relevance to life at least you get a little bit of entertainment of the sports ball the Young Turks uh, Rush Limbaugh this is not the besmirch any of these people. Um, what's his name? Is he even still on? Charles Schultz? No, Charles Schultz. What's his name? Hang on. He was on Air America. Along with Al Franken. Is it Schultz? Schumer! Oh, Schumer... Schultz America, Schultz Air America, Ed Schultz, Ed Schultz. Is Ed Schultz even a thing anymore? Ed Schultz, he's still on. Yeah, there he is. He was a Republican, then he turned into a Democrat because it made him more money, so you guys ought to think about that a little bit. Um, Still married, good for him. There's no reason, there's, there's no reason to re- listen to those people. None, none whatsoever, none. Not that you should listen to the old Claremeister podcast, but every once in a while I like to delve into the news to show you that you should just go back and kiss your wife. You should go back and kiss your husband. You should go and hug your kids and play some ball. Okay, let's let me give you a reason to go back and play some ball and hug your kids and and uh, uh, bang your husband. Silicon. This is from Bloomberg. Silicon Valley is sneaking models into this year's holiday parties. There's a picture of a very comely young lady with a bunch of normies walking around her. This is from Ketty Images. Along with a seemingly endless string of harassment and discrimination scandals, Silicon Valley's homogeneity has a more trivial side effect. Boring holiday parties. Really? Really? You mean you take sex out of it and everything goes away? Sex is like gravity. I'm going to explain it to you physically. 
gravity is the only reason any of us ever actually exist if you believe in a non-religious um, philosophy. Uh, gravity is what forces matter to conglomerate, but not only conglomerate, but get very dense to the point that it actually starts on fire. And then you have light, which is one of the key things that is needed for life to live. Um, and it is increasingly apparent that American women and leftist women and, and Western women, they, they really don't want any fire. They don't want any fire at all. Now, I am not saying men should grab boobies. I'm not saying men should be impolite. Uh, I'm not saying men should be rude or crass or step out of mind. And the Lord knows the old captain, the old captain has done that. Right? But, uh, without a little fire, nothing's going to happen. Namely, breeding. And, And this is what you girls wanted. You girls wanted this. Now, I know you girls have been brainwashed from the day you were five. You weren't even pubes. You don't even know what the difference between a boy and a girl. Like, uh, it's Johnny, and his name starts with a J, and my name starts with a J, and that's about it. But there is no fire. There's no passion. There's no reason. There's no love. There's no creation. There's no evidence. There's no nothing. Unless there is this dichotomy, diametrically opposed, I might add, where men and women run into each other, driven by hormones and sex. And now you, I'm asking you girls, what do you want? I'm not saying you should have your boobs groped. I'm with you girls on that. I'm actually kind of somewhat shocked uh, with the prevalence. And like, it's like, really? I was worried about like trying to kiss a girl at a party one time. And you're trying to do that thing with her massage. And that's, you know, like Al Frank is grabbing boobs. I, I, I would actually draw, no matter how drunk I was. I would have driven. The, I would have drawn the line there. Uh, so I, I do kind of actually side with the women a little bit on this. A little bit. There's always the fake protesting horse. Forty-five years ago, he patted my ass at the age of sixteen. Well, yeah. Well, uh, you got proof. Why do you? But um, if it goes too far, ladies, if it goes too far, and I think. Maybe one of the main complaints with millennial girls and Gen Z girls is uh, these guys aren't even giving you the time of day. They're afraid to approach you. You can't, quote, find a real man. Where have all the good men gone? Uh, I mean, every once in a while, there's like a guy who plays against the rules and he's the bad boy. And then you go sleep with him because he's the only one different. And you're like, oh, my God, he's screwing me over. Well, what? This is what it, this is the result. This is the result. If you don't let men be men within standard reason, I understand that. I, I'm not saying, guys, just get to feel your boobies. But if all of a sudden so-and-so asked me on a date or so-and-so uh, made a, a, a lewd comment uh, and now I'm going to get him fired and now you're already worried. I'm not even in, I'm not even in the first sentence. Not even in the first sentence of this article. And it has a more trivial side effect, boring holiday parties. Here's my question to show you how far down the rabbit hole I've gone. Uh, why are companies even having holiday parties? I went to a holiday party. Let me tell you about the holiday party I went to. Um, it was horrible. 
it was boring. Um, I think there's a million, a multi-million dollar market. I'm not going to pursue it. Some of you guys can. Uh, if you can convince the the gray hairs uh, to pay for it. Uh, corporations and companies need to learn how to... Basically, let me explain it this way. The holiday party for most of you corporate American schleps is a big-ass meeting. It's a big meeting. Uh, and that's what it is. You, you're going to speak, and you have every right to it. It's your party. It's the company party. You could even argue that they're on the company's dime. You're paying for the food. I understand that. Now, the question is, do you want to come off as a tyrannical prick? Or is it, wow, that was a great party. I'm more allegiant to my employer now. Because the one I went to, holy cow. <laughs> how, do you, how do you corporations not get this? How do you MBAs, after 50, 60, 70 years of meetings, you don't get this? You don't understand the concept of meetings. Here's here's the old captain. All free free asshole consulting. And I could curse because that's the proper pronoun. Free asshole consulting advice. The beneficiary of the meeting is not the speaker. Once you get that into your heads, you stupid gray-haired baby boomer bleepity bleep 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 fifth and foul foul. Filth and fear, filth and foul, foul, filth, and I cannot emphasize the adjective inferior enough. Once you realize that the point and purpose of a meeting is to give information to your soldiers, that you are not, it's not the officers. Officers do not matter. Commanding officers do not matter. You're going to convey information to your soldiers to your Marines, to your Navy men, to your airmen, so that they may go. Then you understand the concept of a meeting. And this meeting that I went to under the guise of a holiday party was just a masturbation fest for for management. They gave zero Fs about the people who were in attendance. I was sitting there watching other people who were in a particular division. I won't mention who. And they were like on their phones and it was hilarious how they did not know their audience. I mean, isn't that like number one of like uh, public speaking? Know your audience. And these people did not know their audience. It was like, we want to masturbate to ourselves. So we're going to come up here and rah, rah, rah. And everybody else was ignoring them. And, that's, I, I, and I hope somebody from this company is listening. Uh, but I hope all of you. Gray-haired baby boomer bleepity bleepity bleeps are listening right now, even though you're on your way out, and, and thank God we don't need you anymore. Get the F out of our way. Gen X is coming through. Stand up and let the man come through. Let the man come through. Um, you're, you're just, just, you're wrong. You're wrong. You made it horrible for everybody else. Nobody listened. You alienated people, just like every meeting in the ever history of meetings. Nobody felt participatory. They felt like a captive audience. They felt like hostages, and that's exactly what they were. Now, thankfully, 
I'm not part of this. I'm not an employee. So I just got up and I walked out and I smoked a cigar, hit the can. I was so bored. I was so bored. I'm like, I guess I got to pee. <laughs> like, you don't got a full bladder. I'm like, yeah, I, I got some in me. It's about 20% full. Let's go for, for a three-second pee. Just because going to the bathroom was more engaging and entertaining than that bleepin' bleepity bleep baby boomer bleepity bleep filth and foul bleepity bleep show. And here's how uh, we're gonna show you this. Oh, wow, look. We're moving dirt from one pile to the other. We got a drone. They got a drone. I'll, I'll give you that much. They got a drone. And so they thought this was new technology. It's because they're old. They're old farts. They're gray hairs. They're like, yeah, look, we, we built some pretty pictures with little things. Look at that going on and look at that there. And everybody, nobody was listening to you. Nobody. Nobody. I know nobody listens to this podcast from that thing because they're all a little bit of, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was one black guy, and I want to go talk to him. I'm like, hey, how you doing? But I didn't have the, the, the credentials say, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't have the credentials. I had the psychological credentials, but I didn't have the physical credentials. Like, yeah, I don't belong here either. It is the most preppy, prissy, white, faggoty, bleepity, bleep, 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 that ever bleepity, bleep, bleep, bleeped. I mean, bleach doesn't even, it's just so boring. I'll say, hey, are you in football? I'm in football too, these in inferior people and they all think they're so great it's what i'm gonna go off on a tangent here they think they're so successful and they don't realize it's only because of macroeconomics it's only because the economy in this particular uh entity uh this particular uh sector of the economy is doing really well due to the government printing off a crap load of money and they all think they're great. They all think they're amazing. They're all patting each other on the back. I'm like, yeah, you guys were almost bankrupt 10 years ago. Oh. Anyway, so uh, standard, standard company party where, hey, come out, but watch us masturbate in front of you. That's essentially what every corporate American party is, every holiday party is where we're going to come out and we're going to jerk off in front of you and tell you how great we are and nobody's listening. And I, I want that to get into your baby boomers, gray hair skulls. I want you, and, and older Gen X, oh, we're an executive man. I want you to get that into your skulls. Nobody is listening or paying attention to you. No one. If you want to, let me explain to you how old Cappy would throw a party. Hang on, let me get my head off. There we go. Put that over here. Let me explain to you how Captain would throw a party. I would appreciate my employees. That's the first thing. I would realize I am throwing this party for my employees. It's not about me. It's not about what we did in 2017. Oh my goodness. Look at us white people. Oh my God. Crazy. Look at us drive up in our Lexuses that are all leased and borrowed because we have zero equity in our homes. Yay. I would say, all right, I want to throw a party for my employees to show how much I appreciate them. Well, then I would appreciate the bleeping employees. 
there'd be a very, very, very brief speech. Hello, Zarin Clary, CEO and President of Asshole Consulting. I appreciate all the assholes here tonight. Um, free food over there, free booze over there. Uh, anybody gets a sexual harassment complaint, we're not dealing with that right now. Um, it's all to you guys. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys all very much. It's been a very good year. And I hope you guys enjoy. Good night! Good night, everybody! No! No! You baby boomer old Gen Xer, which I'm part of, bleepity bleepers, gotta, like, hold everybody hostage. Hundreds, hundreds of people. Thousands, thousands of human hours wasted as well you see here we did this really good thing and that and i just want to tell you about our our principles we're telling you about our principles which are a b and c and d now let's go through each of them in anal retentive detail (laughs) and everybody's checked out everybody's excusing themselves to go piss away their 20% bladder that they really don't have full, but it's just... But, I mean, think about that. Think about that. People are excusing themselves to go to the bathroom because it's more interesting and engaging. They'd rather urinate. Urination is better than your stupid bleeping speech at your stupid bleeping holiday party. But I have an MBA, and I know what I'm doing, and that's why I'm going to go and make sure everybody is held hostage here while... I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, we're on... (laughs) Let's bring it back. I'm on sentence one of Bloomberg's article, Silicon Valley is sneaking models into this year's holiday party. I'm on sentence one. I'll reread it to read, but I just want to say, I just want to point that out. But holiday parties, all right? Just stop. Throw a party or don't. Okay, make it fun or don't. Don't don't make everybody go to church listening to you jerk off about your freaking principles. Well, you see, we have five principles: honesty, integrity, and perseverance, and honesty. And let's go through them now. Yeah, okay. You know what? If you're going to throw a party, throw a freaking party, you stupid baby boomer, bleepity bleepity bleep, aged, older, Gen X, bleepity bleepity bleep, filth of foul, foul freaking filth of foul fricks. Throw a party or not. Make everybody happy or not. And if you want to hold a, a meeting under the glamorized pretext and falsehoods of uh, of a food and booze and all that, just hold a party, bring out a bottle of Jack Daniels, bring a platter, and then have everybody sit there on a Thursday afternoon while you blather on about your stupid frickin' accomplishments. Because nobody's there for you. Nobody's there for you during the daytime. Nobody's there for you during the non-holiday party. They're there because you pay them. That's why they're there. They don't want to be there. They don't like you. They may not hate you. They may actually like you personally. Nothing has to do. But they want to go home. And if you idiot corporate executives who I know with your average IQs of 108, you think you're just so smart because you have an MBA. You got your PMI certification. Oh, my goody. 
I'm so smart. Hey, Bob. I I uh, I played baseball too. <laughs> you guys wonder why why financial crises come up there and rim you up the ass. Who knew that was coming? With my 110 IQ and my MBA. Well, I played ball and Bill played ball. We hired each other and that's how we stroke each other off. So if you idiots realize that the party isn't about you and if you really want to get some loyalty, I mean, wouldn't that be the greatest thing ever? Wouldn't it be the greatest thing ever? Think about this. Think about this. A holiday party where no executive spoke a freaking word. Here's the free booze. Here's the free food. And uh, and by the way, here's some gifts. Here's some gifts. Here's some gifts. We gave you all gifts. I went to another party like that. That was a way better party. If there was a way to do a party, that was it. I went to another party. It was at a golf club, private golf club. That was it. The CEO, smart guy, didn't talk long. Didn't talk long. He realized he wasn't the center of the universe. Unlike you idiots at the other party. And every other party. This isn't to pick on this particular party. It almost makes the old captain like, you know. The only reason I'm in the corporate world is because of the GF. God bless her. Um, and, And I get to see that world that I was once part of. I even have some colleagues in that world. I was like, hey, how you doing? I won't mention his name. Good guy. Great guy. Great guy. And I look around, I'm like, wow. I guess it really is. Oh, let me, okay, let me level with my minority listeners. Which there are a lot of. The amount of fakeness, I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could encapsulate it. I don't think I could describe it. I'm being honest. The amount of fake. In this corporate white world, um, it's even more evidence as to why we should all go and do our own things to be self-employed. Uh, and now, now, of course, there were some minorities in these parties, but I, like I said, I want to go up and like, hey, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a minority, but I want to go up and like, hey, what's it like being the only not white person here? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm down with you, brother. What the fuck is this shit? I, I'm sorry, curse free, sorry. Um, you're not missing out. You you totally aren't missing out. You wonder what do white people do with money? Piss it away, apparently. Piss it away on stupid freaking crap. My wife has a Range Rover. Share her girlfriends have a Range Rover. I mean, it it is just this ultimate pissing contest that is stupid and pointless. I'm looking around and look. This is why I want to talk, and I didn't feel like I could because maybe I should have. Maybe I should have broken the bear like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, this sucks. I should have brought, you know what? Oh, that's what I should have done. Dang it. I should have brought another cigar. Then that way I could have gone up to the one black guy like, hey, how you doing? Do you want a cigar? Let's go smoke. And then that way I could have break in the bear. The, the whole point is you're not missing out. These white people go to their, like, their, their little golf clubs and they walk around they walk around well i'll say jim i mean like it's not a joke i'm not even stretching it i wish there was some crazy ethereal crap going on i wish there was some like kind of crazy oh wow we got this 
Nazi kind of Uber plan going on. We're going to take kittens and we're going to make them into astronauts. It's not even that. It's like, so, you refinance that uh, Range Rover for wifey poo. Ha 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 ha. Fucking put a bullet in my head. And that's it. That's it. That's what you're not missing out. You're not missing out. That's why I want to talk. There was an Asian gal, there's a Hispanic gal, and then there was the black guy. And he actually wore a suit. He wore a suit, which I kind of respected because I wore a suit too. And I was like, oh, like you don't have to wear a suit. Like, well, yeah, but if, if we're going to this place, I'm not going to mention where it was. This was a pretty high end place. I'm like, I, I should probably wear a suit. No, no, you don't have to wear a suit. And then me and the other black, uh, the only black guy, I'm like, oh. We're the only schmucks in suit. Schmucks in suit. There we go. That's what it is. Because he was the only interesting guy there. He probably had the only interesting original thought. And I don't mean to besmirch my own race, but honest to God, this was like the most cookie-cutter freaking BS that there ever was. Say, Jim. Ha-ha. Did you make more of a commission on that mortgage broker sale? Ha-ha. Talked to one old dude. He he was married into the outfit. He was married into the outfit. Um, and we had an interesting conversation. But honest to God, you want to talk about basic bitch. Oh, basic bitch, white people. Holy crap. It's not to say that there aren't interested, but this is this is like your IQ of 105 to 110. Just your basic run-of-the-mill bitch white people. And I just sat there and smiled. Just, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Oh, how how are the Vikings doing? Are they doing well? I hear they're ten and three. That's great, <laughs> Chip. It, it, it has nothing to do with race, honestly. It it really has to do with with intelligence. It really does. I know what few of you who are listening who happen to be in attendance at that party. Oh, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the F up. I am way more intelligent than you are. Way more intelligent. And it really is an issue of intelligence. Which is why I kind of like, yeah, he stood out. Like the black guy there, he's wearing a suit. Like, it takes some intelligence to wear it. So he thought a little bit. Okay, there's a sign. God, I wish I should have. I should have brought cigars. Should have brought cigars. But it's just so boring. Oh my god! It it, it was as boring as uh, what was that movie? Murder on the Orient Express. It was that boring. Oh my god! Not that I'm all for uh, minority parties. I'm not going to go to like the salsa club. I'm not going to go to the ghetto bar. Although the ghetto bar would have been a hell of a lot more interesting than this party. It's just. It's just, honestly, I, I, I can understand. I can understand where you're like, oh, my God. Like, there's this stereotype of white people, and I saw it. I saw it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm one of these NBA-laden mother effers like, who think they're like all that and then something. Like, oh, God. They're like dude bros. It was like the dude bro trophy wife. Boring as freaking bleep. Pasty white. It was paper. It's paper. Right here. Right here on my printer. I don't know if you can hear that. This is a paper. That paper is more interesting than those people I hung out with. Anyway. All right. We'll get to the article. Still one sentence. 
Along with a seemingly endless string of harassment and discrimination scandals, Silicon Valley's homogeneity has a more trivial side effect, boring holiday parties. Really? Asian and white guys aren't the most exciting things? Really? You're telling me that? A fet meant to retain all your talented engineers is almost certain to wind up with a rather samey crowd, mostly made up of guys. Well, yeah. If you, if you want to start promoting girls in STEM, which I'm all for, I am all for closing that wage gap. I'm all for women becoming engineers and closing that wage gap. I am pro-woman. More than even feminists. Feminists just want to bitch and complain and have money and like give us government handles. I'm like, no, I want you girls to make six figures. I do. I absolutely do. This is why I actually have some loyalty of, uh, amongst women. Made up mostly of guys. At this year's holiday parties, however, there will be a surprising influx of attractive women and a few pretty men mingling with the engineers. They're being paid to. Local modeling agencies, which work with Facebook and Google-sized companies as well as much as smaller businesses and the occasional wealthy individual, say a record number of tech companies are quietly paying 50 to $200 an hour for each model hired solely to chat up attendees. How stupid do you engineers feel? I mean, you're not stupid. you got IQs of at least 125. Curse of the high IQ. Go buy the book, by the way. But I know, I mean, they're playing, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. The hypocrisy, not necessarily from these individual companies, but we're going to go ban booth babes. Remember that? Over at the Comic-Cons and the Nerdicons and whatever Comic-Cons, the, the cons. And they'd have booth babes, and booth babes would be dressed in you know sultry outfits and lewd attire, and they would uh, dress as Wonder Woman, which I'm very pro, Gal Gadot. I will slip my wrist to kiss your hand. Uh, not really. But, uh, they hired these booth babes. Oh, that's sexist. That's discriminatory. Oh, besmirching upon women. Now we're just, what, paying for rank whores? Not real whores, but like, I mean, what else would you call it? Here, stand here and chat up attendees. How does, how does a 25-year-old bimbo chat to a man who's... 25 as well, let's just say, but has three years uh, Python programming experience. What exactly does she talk to him about? Have you thought this through? Or maybe you're so besmirching and belittling of your male employees, you think that just a cute little set of TNA is going to distract them and they're not going to care. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. I've noticed that the Silicon Valley men are more than willing to sacrifice 60% of their salary to taxes and labor and, 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 and fees and sales tax and rent. Hell, you include rent, it's 75-80%. You guys are more than willing to enrich other people in the state as they besmirch you and hate on men because that's California. Don't, don't, you, don't even bother with me. Don't even tell me they're not anti-male over in California. And here they are. They throw us up a little cute piece of TNA and you're like, ah. You'd probably swallow it. You'd swallow it whole. You guys you guys are dupes. You guys will swallow it. You're paying those taxes. You, I'm, I'm a male feminist. I, I totally agree. Here's 85% of my check. You'd probably believe it too that, you know, Bambi. I'm Bambi. I work in accounting. And, like, I'm so interested in our programming. I'm so interested in Python. Tell me about it. 
And you guys wouldn't even care. Like, you're talking to her. You find out she doesn't know anything about IT at all or computer programming or STEM at all. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. And then, whoosh, she's gone away after her time's up. Wow. Google really is a great employer. There's some hot chick over there in the corporate executive world. I guess I'll just be more of a slave over at, over at Silicon Valley. Morons. You're brilliant morons. That's what you guys are in Silicon Valley. You're brilliant. You're brilliant slaves. You're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant slaves. Slaves. Because if 80%, 85% of your money go, do a budget, guys. Do a budget in Silicon Valley for me, guys. Find out where your money's going. Taxes and everything. Fees, everything. We all went to gas. No. Uh, 60% of it went to the state. 60% of the taxes went to the... Yeah, that's 6%. All right, you tell me where your money's going. You tell me how independent-minded you are. For a typical party scheduled for the weekend of December the 8th, create. Oh, they put a, a Cree and then the number 8. You get it? Create. <laughs> Let's look these bleepers up. Create agency. Bet you there's some cute girl who's getting by on her looks, which she has every right to. Those are the smart girls. Brand ambassadors, promotional model, booth hosts, and events. Talent application. Do you have big titties? Oh, my God. Guys, you got to check this out. Create agency. Look, you want to be... Look, again, I'm no fan of feminists, but you want to talk about um, belittling women. <laughs> this is not acceptable. Well, I guess it is. I guess these girls are making more money than a uh, Cree-agency. Cree-ate-agency. About... Yeah... Yeah, if you're a pretty girl looking, oh, they do the little heart thing. Oh, well, that's equal to a doctorate in the liberal arts. Blog. Let's take a look at their blog. What are they blogging about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, I, can't, I can't slam on them. I can't because they're absolutely playing the human psychology. They're absolutely playing the human psychology. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, LLC is sending 25 women and 5 men all good looking to hang out with pretty much all men who work for a large company in San Francisco says create president Farnaz Kermani Farnaz Kermani I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong and I respect you I respect you you're making a lot of young ladies a lot of money you make yourself a lot of money you absolutely should capitalize on it the company which she oh it's a woman? Oh, hang on, hang on. Let's look this girl up. I'm kind of hoping she's hot. Let's see what she looks like. Hey, look at that. Whoa. Hey, now. Uh, Middle Eastern Muslim gal. Uh, but not bad on the looks. Ah, I don't want to log in. Don't, don't make me log in. She's, she's, hey, guys, look at this. This gal's got potential. Holy cow. She's a model, obviously. Very good looking. Um, she's got hustle. It's one of those rare instances where it's not just looks, but she's got hustle. 
God bless her. The company, which she wouldn't name, has handpicked the models based on photos, made them sign non-disclosure agreements, and given them names of employees to pretend they're friends with, in case anyone asks why he's never seen them around the foosball table. Like I said, you're going to have to have an alibi. You're going to have to have a cover. The companies don't want their staff to be talking to someone and think, oh, this person was hired to socialize with me, says Kermani. Well, yeah, but that's why they're there, guys. Look, look. Boys. Let me tell you something. I would like to tell you a story. Now, let me tell you a story that happened to me in Buffalo, Wyoming. Um, hang on. No, I'm going to get a drink first. All right, let's do this first. I'm going to take a break. been doing this for a while. All right, let me get up. Uh, now, I would like to tell you a story. In the day, back in the 60s, I'm the same, but boom, but boom. Now, I'll be back. Soda water. All right. <clears throat> it's a damn good podcast. Damn good podcast. I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to my notes. Those are the best podcasts. All right. Got the headphones back. On. All right. Here we go. Let me tell you a story, boys. I was in Buffalo, Wyoming, uh, when I was living out in Wyoming. Uh, quite literally, just making money so I could pay off my house and make my life a lot better. Uh, and it did, and I sacrificed, and it was, there were some fun parts of Wyoming, but it was, uh, very clearly a, a net negative, uh, because of the people, and like I said, uh, if you don't hate white people, go to Wyoming, you'll learn to hate them, uh, and it was an eye-opening experience, I'm glad I did it, anyway, so I'm at this place called the Occidental, and if any of you guys ever go out west, I know we got some brothers out there. Uh, East Coasters, and not necessarily minority, but just you East Coasters who are like in your freaking bubble. When you go out west, um, the first town, depending on what latitude you hit, is either going to be Denver or uh, Buffalo, because uh, that's where the interstates go, or Albuquerque, uh, depending on how far south you go. Uh, but anyway, if you're on the more northern trend, Highway 94, you're going to run into Buffalo. Um, or no, Billings and Buffalo is the same thing. Look at the map. Atham, look at the map. Uh, so I'm at this, uh, this bar, uh, called the Occidental, half a block away from my apartment I was renting downtown Buffalo, Wyoming. And, uh, I went in there one time and I had olive slacks. I, I was working business casual. I was wearing olive slacks and a black button up shirt. Not gay, not crazy, uh, 90s style, just just a standard, boring olive slacks, black dress shoes, black socks, black shirt. That was it. I wouldn't have stood out anywhere else in the, in the United States of America. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, this girl comes up to me, and she is really friendly. Now, I was 36 at the time, and I knew enough. I knew enough that when a really hot girl just starts talking to you, something is amiss. Something is up. I was like, oh, something's wrong. And I started looking around. I didn't see anything wrong. I didn't see, like, people looking at me. I didn't, like, oh, is she drunk? She didn't seem drunk. 
And uh, she kept hitting on me, hitting on me. I'm like, no, that's all right. I got a girlfriend. Thank you very much. And then she left. And I'm like, huh, that was interesting. And so uh, I don't know how it ended up happening, uh, but me and another buddy of mine, he, this guy's crazy. This guy was ex-military. James, God bless him, St. James. Kid from Tennessee, kid, older gentleman. Not as old as me, but he's younger than me. But just this... And he, he had a he had a Harley, and I had a crotch rocket. And uh, this girl wanted to go on rides with both. She wanted to say, oh, what, while I'm on the crotch rocket, do I want a Harley? I'm like, okay. And he was racing me. I'm like, dude, you're not going to beat me with your Harley. And I just, and, you know, the crotch rocket beat him up. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. The whole point is, uh, after we raced and had conversation, we're hanging out with St. James. She's like, you know what? Uh, all those guys thought you were gay. I'm like, what do you mean they thought I was gay? They said, well, you know, with your olive slacks and your pants, they thought you were gay. I'm like, I'm not gay. Well, that's why they sent me to hit on you. So, boys, and I, I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. There wasn't like, oh, you led me on. That it was just like it made sense. When a really hot girl, when, when something out of the ordinary happens, like it's three standard deviations from the norm, Something's up. She doesn't like you. She's not interested in you. There's a scam. There's a racket. There's something going on. She's put up to it. There's something wrong. Or, as is many of the cases before, there's something psychologically wrong with her. Uh, and the old captain has had his fair share. And many old men will mention that down in the comments section below. Where you're like, wow, this girl, like, Totally wants to have sex and it's all great and wonderful and she's okay. And nah, nah, nah. No, there's always a price. There's always a price. There is always equilibrium. For an equal, equal and opposite reaction, there is the such and such of the opposite reaction. There, there is always equilibrium in the world. And um, when you see a hot girl at your company party that, by the way, you're not going to sleep with. You're not going to sleep with her. That's the ultimate. They're like, well, maybe I could sleep with her. No, you're not. No, you're not. She is a whore. Not a, I don't say that in a disparaging sense or a, I don't mean to, but it's, it's just, I respect whores, frankly, more than most gals. Um, she is a whore. She is there to entice you. She is there in this particular case on the company's dime to make you feel better, which is fine. Nothing wrong. Oh, girls with muses. Oh, you get a pretty girl. You get a pretty girl on your side. She's a muse. You're just like, ah, I'm invigorated. I'm, I'm, I'm championed. I'm like, oh yeah. I, I, but um, yeah. If they're not going home with you, no. None of these girls are going home with you. So, you boys over in Silicon Valley. I know you vote leftist. I know you vote feminist. I know you vote socialist. You might want to think about how much you're being played. Because these girls were besmirched. They were they were shamed from Comic-Cons. You can't have booth babes. That's sexist. Oh, that's degrading. Oh, but let's just go hire some stand-up whores. Again, don't hate whores. To stand here, especially if you're making $200. Shit, I'll be a, I'll be a whore. <laughs> I'll, st- I'll be a stand-up. Yeah, all right, what? The gay guys want a good-looking young guy? I'll shave. Okay. Lord Almighty knows I get... get you, you, you get... Uh, I love and I hate you gay guys. I love and I hate you gay fans. 
Oh, Captain's got a good gay following. And you guys know, yes, 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 you'd bang, but I, I don't, I don't swing that way. But I appreciate, I appreciate it anyway. Not gonna be like a girl. Oh my god! Then, like forty years from now, I'm gonna file a complaint when you run for senator. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, for you young Silicon Valley boys who've been following the University of California's doctrine of, you know, yet sexism and that, no. They are treating you like absolute crap. Absolute crap. You're a moron. You're a stooge. You're being taken advantage of. Well, this sounds crazy. After a year packed with harrowing stories of sexual harassment, abuse, and discrimination, a tidal wave has started in San Francisco with Uber Technologies Incorporated. It's part of an older trend. Tech companies have long used models to run their booths at trade shows such as CES in Las Vegas. Hype up crowds at product launch. Excuse me, hiccuping. Hype up crowds at product launches and direct foot traffic at conferences. That said, this year's record setting requests for the minglers known as ambience and atmosphere models are a step beyond what the industry has seen before. This is Chris Hanna who's run TSM agencies since 2004 and counts among his clients one of the largest search engines in the world. I wonder what they're indicating to. Are you saying the number one thing, the number one driving force, the number one economy, and and someday maybe I'm the economist to write about it, um, female beauty is the number one commodity in the world? I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I'll say it again so that it's established that I said it and observed it first. Female beauty is the number one commodity. I know you girls don't like that. There's a lot of things we don't like. I don't like the fact that I'm only 5'8". I don't like the fact that um, it's cold in January in Minnesota. Uh, But these are facts. And you can take facts and opportunize opportunize yourself. You can take opportunity upon it. Uh, and you girls actually have that ability. Like, no guy's ever complained about a girl being too short or too tall. They've complained about being too fat or too thin. So you can wiggle your weight and you can work out. And you have the most highly sought-after commodity in the world. Female beauty. The The world's GDP. Not some of, not most of, not the vast majority of... All of the world's GDP has been produced because men wanted female beauty. You're the engine, you are the fuel that keeps men going and creating. And that's why I don't really care if, you know, yeah, go make $200 an hour. That's the market. That right there is evidence. That's that's reality. Tapping you girls in your head like, look, if you're a good looking girl, you can go pay $200 an hour. You don't even, you don't even have to suck dick. Not curse-free. I didn't say crass-free. You don't even have to suck dick. You just have to go and stand and eat free food. Holy cow. It's not like there's a lot of competition for good-looking women. I mean, especially with the millennials and Gen Zer girls. Oh, my gosh. Tatted up, shaved head, blue hair, nose piercings. Like, you don't have tattoos? You're not over like uh, 300 pounds and you're 5'8"? Ah, uh, yeah, there you're good to go. Oh my God, you just shut up. 
Just shut up. I know the world has been bending over backwards to lie to you girls about reality and shield you from it because they just want to bang you. That's the only reason the world has been bending over this far and you have no idea the backlash that is about to come when all of a sudden the electricity is off and men need water and then they need to relieve themselves. You have no idea. And you may not like me. You may not like me. But I am more caring and compassionate in telling you the truth than even Oprah. Even Oprah. Oprah herself does not like you as much as I do. And that should tell you how little Oprah likes you. That really should. Because I I have females in my life that I like too. I do. I I have women in my life that I love and I care and I cherish about. And I am not going to start off on the wrong foot of lying to them. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So if the bleep does hit the fan, uh, like, oh yeah, well, Aaron really kind of cared for us. He gave us water and food and clothing and uh, what's it called? Iodine pills? Look it up. You girls don't even... I just, what, did, what did Oprah say? Oh my god, I, I licked at Wendy once. Who has huge cans, by the way. So, ooh, woo. Wendy Williams. I think that's her name. Really? Oh, big.com. Bing! Bing! Not big, bing. Wendy Williams. Oh yeah, that's the gal. Dumber than a box full of rocks. Dumber than a pound of wet leather, as uh, Foghorn Leghorn would say. But she's got big cans. Uh, traditionally, if I go back, say, over the last five years, if people requested these type of models, it was more for specific responsibilities, Hannah says. Be a hostess. Show them the elevator. Now they're trending more towards the fun, the atmosphere. That includes costume parties, he says. So far this year, his models have been asked to dress up in outfits based on the prices, right? Like Elizabethan nobles or forest nymphs? Good Christ, even my my kinky thing don't even get that bad. Forest nymphs? Who wants to get forest nymphs? Now look, 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 guys. Guys, let me explain a little bit more. All right. You got your standards. French maid, Catholic schoolgirl, a cheerleader, um... Corporate executive. But once you get into this world of, uh, you know, nymphs and dungeons and dragons, eh, no, 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 it's no, you don't go there. The agencies say clothing stipulations help them screen for ulterior motives. Olie Iskakova, chief executive officer of Models and Tech, says she frequently rejects company requests for cleavage cleavage and short shorts when a client recently asked for pink panther themed latex bodysuits i pretty much explained to him that this is not what we do and that would actually hurt his business if the public found out she says she turned down the kick oh rightfully so like i said there's some okay let's look up this gal i guarantee she's a there's a very good looking gal here who's also very savvy very savvy these gals turn me on Oh, look at her. Look at her. 
Smart, good looking, and she's got a little bit of hustle. There we go. It's rare, guys. It's rare. There's good looking gals out there, but they're also intelligent and they got a little bit of hustle. They do. They do. I pretty much explain it. Ishkova says she prefers not to send models on atmosphere jobs without specific tasks, such as coat checking and serving food. Such tasks help remind everyone they're there for work and nothing extra is going to happen, she says. Well, yeah, but, but exactly. I, I, I have to side with the gals on this one. Look, you get a bunch of drunk guys, nerdy as you guys are over in Silicon Valley, they're going to think, oh, well, there's something else involved here. Uh, Hannah's agency is among those with zero drinks rules for models on the job. Good for them. Most models' contracts say they won't exchange contract contact information with party guests, and that gets tougher to handle with grace when they're legally bound to pretend they're guests too. The guests, of course, are generally less restrained. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not a big fan of ladies, but I'm going to have to go to bat for the girls on this one. They're put in a... Uh, a power of uh, a position of dispower, a, a unpowered position, disadvantaged. The guests, of course, are generally less restrained. Uh, holiday parties have featured prominently in several harassment stories in the recent months. As Bloomberg reported in November, prominent venture capitalist Shervin Peshavar allegedly slipped his hand up the leg of Austin Gate, Uber's then head of global expansion at the company's 2014. 2014 holiday party is denied the allegations and Ghent didn't comment on them. Vox Media Inc. is limiting employees to two drinks apiece. Uh, it's December 12th holiday party to curb unprofessional behavior, but so far it's the exception. Creates Kermani visits the startups herself to get a read on the environment. Her model said, I would love to meet this Kermani. Kermani. Um, I would, I would just absolutely love to talk to her. I mean, she ain't going to listen. Way beyond. She's over in New York. Um, if somebody's creepy towards me and I'm the owner of the company, I can guarantee you they'll be creepy towards the models. She says, Silicon Valley doesn't have the best reputation. Great article. Great article. By Bloomberg, you know. And the old captain is always worried about false accusations and, you know, oh, well, I, I hit on a girl or I kissed a girl or... I, you get the cheek, but um, at the same time, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not saying gals don't uh, don't suffer a little bit. All right, where the hell are we? Hang on. All right. Um, let's do the podcast uh, sponsors. If you would like to go and do a little bit of shopping this Christmas season, or forever. Do all your Amazon or all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner right now. It is a sexist, misogynist, evil, rapey, creepy, whatever other bad adjectives you'd like to add to it. There's a cute little uh, Hispanic girl off to the right who posed in a uh, Santa Claus outfit. Click on that. Go buy your stuff. BusinessBuyerAdvantage.com. Uh, if you are looking to buy or start an on or a business, uh, talk to Mark. Talk to Mark first. Go to businessbuyeradvantage.com. I'll read you the script here. In order to get ahead and take advantage of lax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in business for yourself. 
It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to do a startup. But, but, and, and this isn't script. So it's like, yeah, but how you know it's a good business? This is why you got to contact Business Buyer Advantage. Go talk to Mark. Uh, access tons of free information about how to buy or sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see and you want to go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage online course, use the discount code CLARY to get a special price. But more importantly for everybody who's listening, um, if you're thinking about buying a business or starting a business, maybe you might want to talk to Mark, okay? Go to businessbuyeradvantage.com. And if you don't want to talk to him personally, I understand he's kind of partly, you know, a fat white, you know, Canadian. <laughs> he's not fat. He's just, he could lose 20 or 30 pounds. Sorry, Mark, you could. Uh, if you don't want to talk to him, he has great videos online with YouTube. Um, he has books out there. Uh, but honestly, if you're going to buy a business, don't buy a business without first giving Mark a couple thousand dollars. And I'm not joking. That's a say. That's a deal. I don't want to charge that. I just assume for his time, this could be a thousand dollars at least. Pay him a thousand bucks to look at your business evaluation first. Okay. Cause it's better to pay him a thousand bucks so you don't spend 30, 40, a hundred thousand dollars or $250,000 because you didn't pay attention. You didn't realize the, the fine detail in the law, right? So go to businessbuyeradvantage.com and uh, guys and gals, make sure you don't get screwed over by people trying to sell you a business. Uh, Praxy.com, if you want to contact the old captain directly, you can. It's $2 a minute if you want to talk to me directly. And you say, oh, is it $2 a minute? Because I hate talking to you people. I don't like talking to people. I don't mind it. I, I mean, I'm all right with it, especially since I'm making money. Uh, but, you know, usually I've been running like, hey, I got to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's going on, Bob or Phil or Frank or Amy? Uh, but just search Asshole Consulting on the Praxy app once you download it from um, iPhone or the Google Store. Uh, reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. Remember, I am racist. I hate black men. <clears throat> I hate black people so much. That's why I wrote a book called The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty because I wanted to get you black men out of poverty because I hate you so much. That's why. Actually, it was it was more of a... It was half a, an economic curiosity. Like if I could make a poignant argument to convince young black men or old black men, black men in general, to like look at things differently and get out of poverty... Uh, but then it was also due to the fact that I had a disproportionate amount of asshole consulting clients who were, uh, black and I'm like, Oh good. I'm like, Oh shoot. We really do need to like, give you guys your own freaking thing, don't we? And that's why I wrote that book. Um, so if you hate whitey and, um, uh, you want to get out of poverty, blah, 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 go buy the book. Bachelor pad economics, that's for everybody, regardless of your race and your gender. I know it says bachelor pad economics. I was thinking about writing an addendum for women. But I realized women don't like being told the truth. So I was like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to even bother telling you the girls the truth. Um, so you get Bachelor Pad Economics. Worthless. Young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Enjoy the decline. Living and accepting the death. Living with and accepting the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ. That's for everybody listening right now. Are you listening right now? Do you hear me to do this? That means you should go get Curse of the High IQ. Uh, because I'm not joking. I'm not trying to kiss your ass. You should get cursed with the high IQ because you're probably a little bit more intelligent than you realize. And you don't realize what pros and cons 
especially the cons. You don't realize the drawbacks of what having a high IQ is. And uh, don't I already I got I got some weird emails. Um, going back to the race thing. Well, I'm black, but blah, 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 I got an IQ of 133. I'm like, well, what does black have to do with it? I'm Hispanic, and I tested on, is that all right? What do you mean, is it all right? Your IQ is your IQ. Stop it with this leftist freaking, I, I so want to curse. Guys, gals, whatever your race, it doesn't matter what your race is. You really have, I'm closing my eyes right now. You have to understand, so I'm not looking, I, I don't see nothing. You have to understand, your race doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't. What is your IQ? What are you capable of? All right? Now, you Asians with your, oh, we average at 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go fucking launch a missile or something. All right. But for the rest of us normies out here uh, who happen to not be the Asian or the Jewish race, uh, who happen to have higher IQs, uh, you guys got to understand. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not kissing your ass, telling you the bleeping truth. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to podcasts in general, period, I think, um, you're, you're probably higher intelligence than you realize. Um, and I beseech you, I behoove you, I implore of you. You implore? You implore? It's from Red Dead Redemption, great video game, by the way. Um, go get your IQ tested. Test it raw, just Go take your test, you know, okay? Then study for it and test it, see what your capacity is. There's, like, your standard, then there's your capacity. Um, it, it, it really don't matter what you it, it, You have no idea how irrelevant your skin color is or what your gender is. You have no clue. I'm not saying that IQ is the only thing, because I've known some guys uh, who were a, a very average IQ, and they ended up making millions of dollars because they sold their cookies. Um, so don't, don't let, oh, I don't have an IQ 140. Well, screw it. I'm going to like, go put a bullet in my head. No, but the more common instance, especially among minorities, I think women too. I think women too, but I haven't seen that. I haven't had that much conversation with women. I have a conversation with minorities. You get this guy, this kid, kid, 18 years old, 19 years old, living in the projects and it's happened more than once where mom is going to kick him out of the house if he dares joins the military because she won't get as much government freaking money. Section 8 housing. And then he goes, test his IQ. And then it, it's, it actually kind of pains me a little bit. Not that I have a heart. Just have a pump that's iron and it pumps the blood to and fro. Uh, here's this kid. Black kid. 18, 19 year old. Young man. Uh. IQ 137, 140, fucking brilliant. And, uh, oh, he, he he's not going to join the military. He's not going to go to college. He's not because mom won't get a freaking Section 8 government allowance. So, uh, especially, I, I, I guess we have a disproportionate, well, no, I don't guess, we do. We have a disproportionate amount of minority listeners. Uh, for all of you guys, well, you know, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, East India, it doesn't matter. Guys, gals, all three of you listening, uh, please go test your IQ. I know you're afraid. I know you're like kind of, oh, what if I'm stupid? You're, you're, you're as stupid as you're going to be. <laughs> it, it doesn't change whether you take a test or not. I guarantee you after you take the test, you're going to be as just as stupid and just as smart as when before you took it. 
And and if you and I do believe that you should kind of brush up because math actually does score, score a bit. It's so like you know, brush up a little bit on your math because again, I'm more for the potential. I'm not for what your standard is. Like, what if you put forth your effort? So put forth your effort. Study a little bit. Refresh your math, uh, your brain on math and, and mathematics and all that, and then take the test. Um, but honest to God, yeah, for for all you guys listening, whether you took the IQ test or not, I don't care what your race is. I really don't, guys. It doesn't matter. And that doesn't matter. But get rid of your race. Get rid of your race. Tomorrow, you're just living your name as... You're living your life as Bob. You're, you're living your life as Emily. I don't care what the, skull, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I am living my day as, as Jessica. Go and live your life to the maximum potential capacity that you can. All right? Now... To gauge what that capacity is, doesn't change your strategy. Doesn't you're always going to aim for excellence? Doesn't matter. But to to like oh should like let's say you got an IQ of ninety three. All right, then I'm not recommending engineering for you. No, I'm not. I got a guy who was a a janitor. Hell, he's got zero debts. He's he's fifty thousand dollars plus, doing way better than most people with their masters in English. Uh, and he's like, what well, should I? I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You you just don't got that. You don't have the capacity. You shouldn't. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a janitor and being fifty thousand dollars plus. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But for my listeners, statistically speaking, and not kissing your asses, yeah, you guys are probably pretty freaking brilliant. All right, so go buy the book, uh, Curse of the High IQ. And in, and if you don't want to spend the money, okay, well go test your IQ at least with Queendom.com. I'm not plugging them for any particular reason, but they do have some statistical validity. And, uh, you know, you, you at least know I'm 127. Always, I always like that. What, dude, I, I tested. I'm like 133. Should I go into engineering? Dude, engineering? You should go to MIT. You should go to Caltech. What do you mean 137, 138? Get, get your ass into NASA. There's a lot of you minors. It's it's not always minors. Some you know white people, obviously, but uh, and non-Asians. But you'd be amazed, especially for a minority listening. Which I know you guys are out there listening. You'd be amazed what your IQ is and what you're what you're capable of. Okay, so do me do yourself this favor. At least don't you don't have to buy the book, but at least go go test yourself on IQ. Go see what you're capable of. And even if you mail it in, you know if you're trying. There was this, this kid. I, when I used to teach statistics. I had kids take IQ tests. This this guy, this moron. He wasn't a moron. He was a brilliant kid. I won't mention his name because it's a very unique name. He's like, oh, I took the IQ test. I got an 89. And I'm looking at him, and I knew because of the way he sparred intellectually. And just, I'm like, dude, 89 is like a mental retard. He's like, I guess I'm a mental retard. I'm like, you're not a mental retard, you idiot. You didn't try. I can't mention his name. Very brilliant kid. Probably probably actually had an IQ of like 120 or something like that. Anyway, take the IQ test online and then buy the book Curse of the High IQ. If you would kindly review all my books online, I would very much appreciate those reviews. It helps sales with books. Don't send in fake reviews. Those are five. It was the greatest thing ever. You could send that. That would certainly help. But I want your honest reviews. That makes me a better writer. Not that I really care. I, I may actually pay attention. We got other uh, people's books. Uh, Adam Pickett, 
uh, Ron Guts Pull Cones, Pushing Robert Downhill. You can find those available at Amazon.com. You can also go to Adam Pickett's website, PushingRobertDownhill.com. Uh, then we have uh, Roll Tomasi's book, uh, Positive Masculinity. You can visit Rolo at TheRationalMail.com. You can find his book there the same. All this stuff is available on Amazon.com. Another book, Niggas Ain't Gone Read. Not niggers, not going to. Another book, Niggas Ain't Gone Read. Or as I like to call it, The Book Awoke for Black Folk. Written by my good friend, Marcus Brown. Say, oh my God, Aaron, you're racist. Shove it up, your freaking freak. Uh, Marcus is black. And if you didn't like that, then you go talk to him. Oh, Doobie Dabby Dabby Doobie. He lives on the south side of Chicago, not the north side, preppy side. So maybe if you have racism complaints, maybe you should drive down there, walk up to his house, file the complaint with him. There's a, there's a piece of me that someday like, we just speak directly to black men and women. I'm not even going to talk women, black men. we just like, hey, look, dude, here's how it is. Stop banging chicks and getting them pregnant. Stop having kids you can't afford. Major in engineering and STEM. Aim for the Asians. That's basically it. That's basically it. Aim for the Asians. Be like the Asians. If I had a kid, well, I'd raise them like Asians. Like, yeah, you're going to major in engineering and STEM. I don't think I do the music thing. There's something about the Asians. They, they got this thing like, oh, you all got to play the violin. What, what does that do? What does a violin do? You're not playing music. I mean, you want to play the violin, go ahead and play the violin. But I, I don't think... Uh, it's not like, no, no, no. Like Khan from King and Hell. Right brain workout! No, left brain workout! No, it's just like, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. Little Aaron Jr. Ton of hiking. Ton of hiking and mechanics. Oh, we be, we be learning about motorcycles. Oh, I'd get him a crappy motorcycle. We'd just start wrenching on that thing. I'm like, okay... You're seven, get over here. You're the tool guy. Give me the tools. Scalpels. Sure, smack. Booger, bunker. Wake up, everybody. Oops. Only a few people from the 70s will get that one. Um, uh, where was I? Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, if you happen to be of the uh, minority persuasion, black Hispanic doesn't really matter. And you're kind of looking for a, a book that it speaks more directly to you. I know my book, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. It was written by a white guy because last I checked my dick, it is white and well in doubt. Uh, but if you wanted something from a uh, a black author uh, who could speak to because he grew up south side of Chicago, please consider getting the book, another book, Niggas Ain't Gonna Read. Uh, Trade the Ratio by my good friend Glorious Carl, who I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it off for his son's wedding um i feel bad about that but i gotta look at the times and the dates and the flights and the costs uh but anyway uh if if you guys happen to be interested oh look you interested in bitcoin all right then you should be interested in precious metals now whether you're a rookie let's say you're a rookie you don't know anything about precious metals get this book first half of the book explains to you why you should invest in precious metals the second half of the book and he changes he really shifts from second to fifth uh the the second half of the book is about whether or not uh, you should be trading in and out of gold and silver. And he sets some bands. He gives you like this uh, model, this program, this formula to follow uh, in order to make profit. Because when you buy a 
when you buy precious metals as as I do, like I do Bitcoin, like I bought it, I'm done. It's an emergency break glass in case of emergency reserve if I need it, all right? Uh, but if you would like to trade in and out of gold and silver, Glorious Carl came up with this system. You might like to follow it uh, for those of you who already invested in precious metals, but you would like to make a little bit more. You don't want your gold and silver just to sit there. You would like them to fart out and poop out little extra little bits of gold and silver. So uh, you might want to read that book, Trade the Ratio, available on Amazon.com. Along the lines of, I just, I, I'll happy when I'm, I'm dead, honestly. And I'm very happy I'm not a 17-year-old man anymore, or boy. From the College Fix, which if you ever want to find out, you want the pulse on what insanity is going on at colleges and university. Whistling considered sexual harassment under university policy. A Tennessee state whistling in a suggestive manner may lead to expulsion. Boys, why are you going to college? Look, unless you have to go for a... And ladies, too. Because, again, we don't hate the ladies here. Why are you going to college? There should be no reason to go to college unless it is a hardcore engineering discipline where you need to actually have labs. I'll grant you that. But there's no reason to attend these bastions of insanity when you have Western Governors University, <clears throat> Arizona State University Online, and this is apolitical. Apolitical. Has nothing to do with politics. It's cheaper. It's more affordable. Go online. They're accredited. And if anything, it's going to benefit those of you who lean to the left. You don't have to pay to, you know, some washed up ponytail wearing gray haired professor looking like Bruce Willis with a ponytail you don't have to pay him or her you just have to go on you'll get your degree you'll get your degree for dirt cheap now I know most of you want to go I want the college experience because that's what you've been brainwashed and sold the entire time and frankly I, I understand being from the perspective of a high school student I was there one time myself you got nothing else That that's all they, that, oh, college was like the land of Canaan to us, oh, it's just college. Everything happens better in college. I literally thought, here's how stupid the old captain was back in 1993. Guys can laugh at him. I thought, you know, I, I, I took the English words that were told me, and I assumed that that's what that meant. I know, how foolish of me. That when I got to college, girls would start asking guys out, like there was something wrong with my school. Yeah, you know, like oh okay, girls would go out. Yeah, uh, nope, 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 bop, bop, bop. Um. Anyway, so it's even gotten worse than so when I went there. Never really did the wolf whistle. I could never do that. With I could never do that. I can do, but it never. No, that's just with the lips. I can never do it with the the fingers and mouth. Couldn't do that. Tennessee State University warns against whistling in a suggestive manner. Do you boys and girls realize how insane it's become? 
Again, women should not be harassed. I, I understand. Women should not be harassed. But a guy can't whistle at you? Guy's not going to... Okay, is that what it is? Is that what it is? Because do you know what's going to happen then, girls? No guy's going to talk to you. None. I am sad to inform you, ladies, that there's this half of the population that don't act like you like because they're not you. They're men. And they've been... Steamingly reserved and controlled and well behaved. Because if it was up to men, we'd just go start raping women. Honest to, to be truthful. We just. <laughs> and you girls like can't wait to bow down to the refugees' cock and like welcome in the you know, Muslim overlords and all that. I, 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 the, the irony, the hypocrisy is, is lost on me. Uh, but men have. So I'm in a Herculean level, made it so that their uh, natural state is controlled. I'm not saying men have the right to grope and feel. I don't take it the other way. I'm just saying the natural state of men is like, yeah, I'm going to grab her, I'm going to club her over the head, drag her by the head, you know, like in the old Flintstone days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have sex with her. That's the standard default male. Now, we understand that that's obviously wrong, immoral, horrible, disgusting. We got that. All right, all right, all right. We're going to have to woo you. Obviously, consent is very important. We prefer that, actually. Um, but we can't whistle? What it, is, is whistling that bad now? Is it now? That's, that's a violation of a UN Human Rights Commission thing. Not that I even believe in the human rights of, of, of the UN you can't. You can't. It would be rude. I, I admit it's not called for. I don't know how many guys like, you know, like the old Bugs Bunny and like the wolf whistle. But uh, you want to make it. You're gonna make. You're gonna legislate it. You're gonna codify it. All right. Okay. I'm just wondering what the snapback's gonna be, and you're not gonna like it. You're not. On the grounds that may constitute sexual harassment, a policy that has helped earned it a red light rating from one of the nation's premier college watchdog groups. The public university in Nashville currently holds a red light rating from the Foundation of Individual Rights in Education. Yeah, fire. Yeah, they're a good, good. God bless them. God bless them. At least they're out there as a beacon uh, for several of its policies that effectively allows officials to punish various forms of free speech as harassment. Yeah. I, what is the world you girls want? Like, no guy, unless he's Brad Pitt, approaches you, and if he approaches you, you have to have this, like, this 1960s uh, uh, romantic comedy scripted Cary Grant line? I, I just wonder. I wonder. And then when you're 60 and no guy's even talking to you, I mean, what is that like? What is it like? One of the most humble, wonderful experiences I ever had was when a girl approached me. I didn't want to go out with her, but it, it was very flattering. And I tried to let her down as simply as possible and kind as possible. Well, okay, I didn't. Uh, that's because I was starving. Um, not, I'm not even talking secondhand, mean, like literally starving for food. Uh, and I didn't have time for BS. 
but but a guy whistles at is is that is that it is that is that the crisis is that where you're down with the struggle? How many guys whistle? How many of you? How many of you have even heard that? Bunch of do nothing dilly dallies, ninny nannies, got nothing else to do, and they're like, "Oh, let's come up with this policy." Uh, could get them sanctioned, including being expelled or fired if officials deemed the tone the tune sexual harassment. Other examples of possible sexual harassment listed under the policy include suggestive or insulting sounds, suggestive or obscene gestures, unnecessary touching or brushing against the body. Okay, I'll go with you on that one. And obscene gestures. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, this isn't this isn't like it doesn't come out of nowhere. There's some logic here. Jokes about sex inside and outside the classroom and more. Is it me or am I the only one with a line? Is my line too too far? I mean, what? is my line? You know, can you ask a girl out? Is that acceptable? Whistling at a girl? I think that would be okay. Not, not prudent. Uh, maybe impolite. But is that really? Is it really? Is that how softy girls? Are? I thought you girls are all strong, independent-minded women. Don't need no man. Trade, you know, fish bicycle trademark. Uh, but I do uh, the obscene gestures. Good gentlemen, let's have like some decorum. I'll go. I'll go with them. unnecessary touching or brushing against the body. Yeah, obviously. Okay. In some, there are at least twenty different ways students and employees can be found guilty of sexual harassment according to the policy. Campus officials state they will consider the totality of the circumstances before deeming whether. An act is sexual harassment. I, I have a question. Why are you subjecting yourself to campus officials? You already have federal, state, local, and county levels of government. Um, you, don't, you don't deal with this in online education. You don't. And the only reason the college can is like, well, we're going to take away your credits because you spent so much money. Why, why are you putting your money or your investment into a cult like this? How many how many women really on the on the universities are like getting obscene gestures? I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe now that we we look at the <clears throat> all these gals coming forward, I guess maybe it's more common in the place than I thought. Um, I get I guess I I just if I were a man, eighteen years old, I would be not going to university. <laughs> I would. Be going online. I'd go to my classes, and I'd, I, I would. It's, it's scary. It's scary. Are you allowed to hit on women? Because there's, there's apparently no gray area. Or it's a huge gray area. The college fix reached out to multiple times to the school's media relations department for comment and clarification on the policies. No representatives from the school responded. Multiple attempts were also made to speak with the university's title. Nine coordinator asked whether suggestive whistling was a significant problem on campus. Probably. I mean, how many of you guys actually did that? How many? These requests were also ignored. Fires. Vice President Paulie. Bada, 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 boop. Booty, booty, bee. Ooh. Sucks to be you, boys. All right. Let's get the rest of the sponsors. Poor Richard's retirement. 
Um, if you don't have enough saved up for retirement, go buy Poor Richard's Retirement. It's an essay. Not that long of a book. I don't dare call it a book. It's an essay. You can find it available on paperback, Kindle, and audio. Poor Richard's Retirement. Find it on Amazon.com. Asshole Consulting. If you guys need a little bit of help, the old captain is here to help you out. As long as you got money, contact America's older brother at assholeconsulting.com. UncleCPA.com. You guys know to go there if you uh, need an accountant this year. Conservativebrew.com. When you're when you want good uh, coffee, which the leftists, the liberals, the Democrats have a they're better. They're just frankly better at making coffee. And if you said Aaron. Who's got the best coffee? Eh, liberals, leftists, they do have the best coffee. Um, but I would uh, say if you wanted to buy non-leftist coffee, don't go with Black Rifle. Go with conservativebrew.com. Their coffee is better than Black Rifle. That's just my opinion. You may find it different. Uh, but I, I wasn't that impressed with Black Rifle coffee. Uh, but if you want to get some coffee, go to conservativebrew.com. Order it from there and uh, help those boys out. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters at 405media.com, Financial Survival Network.com, Carrie Lutz, our good friend. Conto Talk, if you uh, happen to be of the Hispanic or Latino persuasion. And even he didn't know the difference. He had to actually look it up and he talked about it, and I don't remember the difference either. Uh, but uh, Silvio, he is from Cuba. He escaped uh, Castro when he was 10. And he has a great book about it called Cubanos in Wisconsin. And it's a really interesting story, not only how he escaped from Cuba, but how the hell did he end up in Wisconsin and become a Green Bay Packers fan? That's as just, I'm not joking, that's just as exciting and interesting as a story as when he escaped Cuba. I'm like, how do you, Green Bay, what? Anyway, he's down in Dallas now. Anyway, if you happen to be of the Latino persuasion, or you just happen to like Latino politics in America, Tune in to Kanto Talk. Kanto Talk, you can find him on blogtalkradio.com. Look up Silvio Kanto, C-A-N-T-O, Kanto Talk. You can find him uh, just with a simple Google search. O'Shea Jackson, our brother from Sacramento, how would be that name, who art in Poland, earning his doctorate in medicine. Um, if you happen to be a brother, and you don't have to be a brother to listen to O'Shea Jackson, because he's funny. If you just if you just like the spin, if you want to hear a preacher preach, he should have become a preacher. He should have actually, he could have been, probably been better than Joel Osteen. I was listening to his YouTube. I'm like, how is he not a pastor? I asked him, I said, were you ever a pastor in the past? He's like, no. And he just has this cadence, this this amazing natural ability to, to be a public speaker. Anyway, uh, O'Shea Jackson, he's a black guy. Black guy. Uh, He's from Sacramento, California, but he's getting his doctorate in medicine in Poland. Uh, but then he's got this great YouTube channel on top of it, which is skewed to the to to the uh, uh, black uh, community. Uh, he has a website, negromanosphere.com, if you happen to be, again, of the black persuasion. Uh, but if you just are curious about black culture, you want to help out your fellow black brothers, why don't you, why don't you stop in over at his YouTube channel, O'Shea Jackson, or uh, negromanosphere.com. Check him out. Um, if anything for the entertainment value, the guy can speak. Like, you, you just I download when I go on my uh, road trips. Uh, I binge on uh, on O'Shea. Uh, but anyway, check him out. Blowmeuptom.com. Our good friend, a uh, oh, good friend, good father, Tom Likas, older gentleman. I may be America's older brother, but he is America's father, the father you never had. 
And please listen to Tom Likas if you haven't listened to him already. He's also a great place to advertise because Gary Zabransky, the contact over there, uh, he gets back to you quick and fast. And uh, that uh, cannot be said of most other podcasts. Uh, so anyway, uh, please do listen to uh, Tom Likas at blowmeuptom.com. Black Brigade Debrief at blackbrigade.org. If you want to listen to a tall Scandinavian, 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 Croatian up over on the north side, even further north than me, listen to Black Brigade Debrief over at blackbrigade.org. Jim Fear, jimfear138.blogspot.com. Check him out. Academic Composition. Right, you know what? I'm going to put academiccomposition.com up here. Hang on. Because by the time I get to him, Um, Alexia's been a long time advertiser on the Clary podcast and uh, I do appreciate him and I always want to send traffic his way so if you happen to be a college student and you don't want to write your papers they write your papers for you it's like oh let's say you're en- you're majoring in engineering and the university says you got to take uh, a class on hate white dick studies like, because you should hate your dick because it's, well, it's a dick. You're a male. It's a penis. You're obviously privileged and happens to be white. Oh, my gosh. Are you Christian, too? Why don't you slice your wrist downwards instead of across? Because that way it makes you bleed faster. You should kill yourself because you're a white male Christian. Anyway, if you're sick and tired of writing those papers, contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. He and his crockpot team of writing staff will write the self-inflicting, hate-ridden, guilt-ridden, go-f-whitey papers that your liberal arts teacher wants you to write and that she will masturbate to later at academiccomposition.com. He's always looking to hire people, too. He's looking for writers and marketers, neither of which are exciting or engaging professions. They're boring. You have to write about how much you hate whites and penises. And if you get to it, Christians. And if you get further, straight people. You have to learn to hate yourself. And if you happen to be of a minority descent, you're uh, you're Asian or you're black, or whatever, find something about yourself that you should hate and write about it. And then you can work for Alex and you'll learn to hate yourself even more. Um, anyway, point is, if you're looking for a little bit of quick scratch and you can write, uh, you don't have to be anywhere in particular. You could do this from a beach if you wanted to. Contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. Lenore the captain sent you. And then also if you're looking for a marketing gig, let's say you don't like to write, but you just can like post stuff. It's very boring. Very boring work. Very boring. Uh, he's always looking for marketers too. So you can contact him there at academiccomposition.com. We have my uh, two online classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks, the stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. Both of those classes you can find up by their title. Look them up. The Analysis Evaluation of Stocks. What's that about, Aaron? Well, it's about the Analysis Evaluation of Stock. And then Stocks, Bonds, Investing, oh my, which you can also look up, is uh, basically a, you know, it's an introductory class to investing and financial retirement and planning and all that. We got my Betterment uh, uh, affiliate program. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look to the bottom right. Scroll down a bit. You'll see a blue logo-ish type of thing, you can go ahead and invest uh, in IRA through Betterment.com. We have my two best of books on the blog, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. 
if you want to read only the best of my pod, uh, my uh, my uh, blog, rather, you can find that there. And then my good buddy Mike. If you want to buy precious metals, please call my buddy Mike seven six three six five seven seven eight four three seven six three six five seven seven eight four three. Do you have? What is it? 200 ounces? 200 ounces. Yes. Do you have 200 ounces in silver? No? Go talk to Mike. Right? Find him. Call him. Tell me you want to buy 200 ounces in precious metals. He'll help you out. Let him know the captain sent you. And that's about it. All right. What else we got? Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? Science. Science. We learn through science. Ah. From one of the best movies ever, uh, Nutty Professor. Oh, God damn it. I'm looking at this on my phone, and so they got to, like, do all this advertisement. And you could tell, basically, there's a rule. There's a law. <clears throat> if you have more advertisements and uh, pop-up screens and all that, then it means it's not a legitimate news source. So this comes from IdeaPod. And the only reason I'm reading it is September 6th quite some time ago. Only reason I'm reading it is to exemplify how the industry lies to women, tells you girls that, like, Oh my God, you can do whatever you want till whenever, they ain't gonna live forever, you can have it ever, ever. I think women like the word forever. I think they like that word. Mothers, oh wait, what's the title? Science reveals the best age for motherhood. And now this is where we lie to you girls and tell you that your child will come out just as fine at the age of 57 when you finally find that six-foot man and the six-foot... What's the... uh, What is the three sixes? Let's look this up. The impossible three six. Six figures, six foot. Six inch? Six inch ain't that big. Six figures... Six, uh, what, what do I, six feet. Six. All right, let's look that up. Uh, how much money is six figures? Six figures, six minutes, six foot tall, six feet tall, six figures. It's a rap album. All right. It has not been codified on the interwebs yet. But the ladies like six figures, six uh, feet tall, and there was another six. It can't be six inches. Six inches is not that big. It isn't. It's like average. Like they ever, every guy's got that. Every guy's got six. We we got them. We got them there, guys. We got them there. Uh, unfortunately, I'm only five nine. Um, but what was the six other? Oh, doesn't really matter. All right, let me look at this thing. Science reveals we learn through science. <sighs> Mothers will tell you there is no perfect time to have a baby. No amount of planning and organization will prepare you for what lies ahead. But science has something different to say about the optimal time to become a mother. Now notice there is no citation. There's no science or evidence behind this. We're supposed to, according to who, who wrote this? The Power of Ideas. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Scrolling, 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 and nothing. It's amazing how 
you, you could tell the value of an article. It has zero value if they don't put the name and they don't allow for comments. The BBC, you think, oh, that's just like fly-by-night type of... No, the BBC and NPR will not allow comments and they won't tell you who wrote it because they're cowards and the people who write it want to hide behind cowardice. They're weak. You guys can always slam on me for whatever I say. I'm always, you know, I don't really care. I'm beat up enough about it. I don't really care. It's kind of, truth is an amazing thing. Like, hey, here's the truth. Hey, you don't like it? Okay, good luck. Have have fun with your life. And by the way, living in delusion, let me know how that works. Science. Science, they say. But science has something different to say about the optimal time to become a mother. I would say, based on genetics and biology, it'd be starting at 15. That's when, I'm not saying you should have a kid at 15, but I'm just saying, based on genetics, based on nature, based on the 2 million freaking years of evolution, 15 is about when you start, and then it ends at about 30. Scientific community used to warn women about getting pregnant later in life, but new evidence that is going to tell you girls exactly what you want to hear which is, again, I wish I got into an industry. I wish there was a mutual fund that got into lying to women. I wish there was a mutual fund index that says lies to women because that would be the most profitable mutual fund ever. New evidence suggests that there are perks, perks, not you should, but perks, to getting pregnant after 35 years of age. It has been previously proven that having a baby after 35 increases life expectancy. And now a new study. Now they linked to the new study conducted at the University of Southern California. Oh, so you know it's fake. <laughs> no, I'm being deadly serious. Like, I don't trust. I don't trust. I'm sorry, California. I don't trust anything coming out of your studies. I don't trust anything coming out of academia. I don't trust anything coming out of the liberal arts. I certainly do not trust anything coming out of the University of California. Imagine that. Think about that. Like, you could be the most serious of students and doctoral and whatever particular field you choose. I am dismissing it because I don't believe you because you come from California. I don't. I really don't. Because all this social science stuff, all this BS, you guys should have figured out poverty 20 years ago. You should figure it out. You treat it like a social science. It's a science. No, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. And you guys don't give a damn about the poor. You don't give a damn about income distribution. You guys just want your government checks and your government grants. That's it. Again, minorities, women, Hispanics, blacks, otherwise, uh, you may not like me, but I am the only one telling you the truth because I am, actually. I want to say I'm your friend. Although I do have a good time. I do have, a, like, the, so the best conference. I can't wait to get back to uh, Phoenix. This guy, Jose, uh, we, we talk. We have great times. I have great cigars all the time. I, I do actually enjoy the conversation. I guess maybe it's because we're uh, poor. <laughs> it's for, for no lack of a better way of putting it. Like, yeah, we're poor. Like, yeah, yeah, well, it sucks being poor. 
Yeah, remember what was it like having food? Yeah, I remember that. I remember being skinnier than F. You know, and all these uh I'm gonna I'm gonna assume privileged white women with their little government study grants. They got a study we need more money to make sure that women at the age of forty eight can have children. And if you don't believe that you're a you're a incubatonist. How did the study come to this conclusion? I want to know what the study. New study. Let's look up this new study. I'm clicking now. Clicking now. Online library. Wiley. Journal of American Geriatrics. Oh, this looks horrendously boring. The effect of reproductive history and exogenous hormone use on cognitive function in mid and later life. Okay, so it focuses on the women in later life. They don't bother with the kid. Which is typical of you North American women. Typical, like, we just like to care about me and me and me and me, 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 And, oh, my God, maybe shat out a child. Oh, well, screw it. Let's ship it off to daycare. The researchers performed several tests on 830 postmenopausal women. It was found that women who had their last baby after 35 had better better verbal memory and cognition. Why? Let's stop here. What about the kid? Look, I, I know, I know. Here's where you leftists who have a soul. And I, that's that's the key deferential thing. Have a soul. You notice how I'm focusing on the kid and not the mom? Okay? You know, you may think I'm an evil right-wing, blah 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 libertarian, you know, poop fart, bloop and bloop. Can't curse. Uh, you notice how I don't care really about the woman? I mean, I care about the woman. I don't want her to die either. I like her to have the best life possible. But do you notice how the article immediately switches to the woman? Like, screw the kid? Oh, the wife, the woman... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to assume that. The woman, the breeder, has better cognitive functions. A whipty freaking ding. How about the kid? You know, that new sentient life human being you just brought into the world. But humor me and humor this article. They ask why. Let's continue reading on why. We've completely missed the mark. Researchers believe it is related to the surge of hormones, estrogen and progesterone, during pregnancy, which have been found to positively impact brain chemistry and function, especially if the last pregnancy occurred at a later age. Good for the wife, good for the woman. How about the kid? I know Democrat women don't care about kids. It's just a thing to have, like a piece of furniture, like a dog or a car, and not needs to be shipped off to daycare so that Obama's Julia program can take care of it. But you pay your taxes, so it's the same as raising it, right? I always wonder what it's like to be a feminist where you don't actually raise your own damn kid. I do know, I do know, in all fairness, I do know a feminist who actually raises her own children. Um, Not necessarily the way I would, but not my kid, but... uh. She was a loving mother, and, and, and politics aside, she actually does spend time with her children. I, I will grant her that. Um, but this article just 
epitomizes, it highlights, it it shines the light as to like where screw the kid, it's all about the woman. How, how do you guys live with yourselves? Seriously. You know, I'm supposed to be the evil right-wing Republican libertarian type and I'm actually ask uh, excuse me, excuse me. What about the kid? Let's not forget the power of life experience cuz it's all about the woman. It's all about the woman in my feels. I'm wondering if they're going to mention the kid at all. Like, what happens to the kid? Oh, the mom's got a boost on estrogen and progesterone. All right, great. Hey, how about the kid? Did he go murder a bunch of people? Did he become Elliot uh, not Ness? Il- What's his name? Ah, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter because the child doesn't matter. All that matters is white North American women. That's all that matters in the world and their happiness. Well, there are some things that you cannot plan for when it comes to having a baby. There's a lot to be said about the amount of life experience and maturity a woman has before giving birth. This is one of the upsides of having a baby later in life. Not only are women usually better off financially and settled in their careers at this point in life. I Does biology dawn on you women at all? At all. At all. They've also been around the block a time or two and know how to handle themselves in stressful situations. Stressful situations includes having a baby. What? As I've gotten older, I've realized my life is not defined so much by me, although it is a lot defined by me. It's defined by other people and the love and the care and compassion or just people who decide to spend their finite time talking to my stupid ass. What is it like being so myopic and so self-centered, so navel-gazing? What, what is that like that the world revolves around you and you never enjoy the company or compassion of other people i mean even even if you disagree with them at least there's like a response what is it like i mean and and i i have a scary question what percentage of american women are like this where it's all about you to the point you don't even give a crap about your own damn kid what what is this world like you read glamour you read the huffington post you you, you read Jezebel, whatever it is, uh, the Star Tribune, standard mainstream media. You're like, we ain't for us. What is that like where you are the own center of your own universe? Because that's got to get awfully lonely and boring. I, I like outside vindication and validation. Not that I'm always seeking it. You know, I'm walking a fine line here. Like, yeah, I'm not looking to be the most popular person. But I don't dare value myself based on my own judgments. I may have standards that I hold myself up to. I guess that's the bare minimum. And I'm not saying it should be a popularity contest to try and win other people over. But what's it like living in this world where you never even consider an outside person's opinion? 
Especially when you're bringing another huge, you know, sentient entity into this live human being, into this world. Uh, he came inside me. Oh, I have to run off and get my MBA. You're off the daycare. I'm a strong, independent. What? How do you sleep with yourself? How do you? Are you even aware of this concept? Is this like a new thing, a new thought I'm introducing into your mind? It, it, it's not the the quality or the validation of this website, ideapod.com. It's worthless, absolutely worthless. What amazes me is how people read this and believe it. There's some of you people out there that actually read this and believe this. And this this blatant rolling over the existence of a child. And I'm not pro-child. But apparently I'm more pro-child than most leftist feminist women are because I actually think about it. Think about the kid every once in a while. Like, hey, uh, you you brought this sentient human being. uh, Maybe you should spend time with it. No? Ship it off to daycare? Because what does it matter? Obama and uh, Gloria, or what is it, the life of Julia will take care of it? Just, I mean, I, I don't have to read anymore, but I will read anymore, but just realize how centric this is, how ignoring of the fact that she spat out a child. It literally is like this woman just spat out a child, and now she's back onto herself. A woman's mental health tends to be better in shape than those women who are just coming into adulthood or who are not settled in their careers yet. They worry about many things besides raising a baby, but older mothers tend to be more accepting of the changing situation. This can create a sense of calm and excitement rather than worry and anxiety associated with having a baby. What's more, the change in hormones that comes with having a baby has shown to be beneficial to older women who might be lacking estrogen and progesterone. Uh, This can lead to improved memory, better sleeping, and eating patterns. Yeah, well, screw the kid, right? No mention of the kid in this article whatsoever. Better planning and more. Yeah, we need to do better planning. Women who decide to have a baby later in life often do so by choice and are better prepared for responsibilities of motherhood. I'll go with you on that. Yeah, you should be financially prepared. I'll go with that. Because people are so aware of the risk of pregnancy after the age of 35, soon-to-be mothers tend to see their doctor more regularly, have better health overall, and pay more attention to the suggestions of their doctors in order to ensure the pregnancy is complication-free. Younger mothers-to-be are sometimes less diligent with following directions and understanding the complications of pregnancy over the long term of their life. Well, yeah, but don't worry. Barack Obama will take care of it, even though he's not president. In conclusion, they're going to give us a conclusion, ladies and gentlemen. As with any pregnancy, no one can predict how it will turn out. There are pros and cons associated with pregnancy at any stage of life, but a woman who is older might find they benefit from later in life pregnancies, especially if they have children from their younger years. If you're planning a pregnancy later in life or suddenly find yourself faced with a pregnancy after the age of 35, be sure to see your doctor, discuss your health, the baby's health. Oh, we mentioned the baby now. I'm glad this is in the last sentence of the last paragraph. I often have a hard time giving advice to my clients. Like, uh, yeah, your mom didn't love you. It's just, your parents don't love you. They're not around. They screw you over. That oh, it's my mom. Blood is, oh, my God. If that article ever proved anything, 
Blood is not thicker than water, and you got to go out and hash it out for yourself, boys and girls. You got to support yourself. There's there's no one else. No one else is going to take care of you. But that article right there. That's the problem. That's what I really got to figure out. Like, what percentage of women and men actually believe in this BS? You know, what percentage of you actually believe in safe spaces and, 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 and uh, you, you know, like, oh, one in four women are raped on campus. What percentage of you actually believe in that? What percentage of you believe that, like, the, a government check is a replacement for a father? Because I want to know. I, I, I kind of already gave up on society anyway. That's why I wrote the book, Enjoy the Decline. But I, I just, you know, it, it's kind of, it really is like the, I know it sounds stupid, but I'll walk into a restaurant and I look around and I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting towards, you know, facing the door. Uh, do I want to even draw my gun and, like, if someone comes in and starts shooting up the place, do I want to bother them? Or do I want to, like, just maybe exit stage right? Because if if uh, 75% of the people are like, well, I just trip my daycare and get off the daycare and I'm going to get divorced. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Let them shoot you guys up. Let them shoot you up. I'm covering me, my six, and uh, my loved ones and my friends are sitting at my table. And I, I, that's it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bothering with anybody else. I'm not playing hero. I'm really not playing hero. Not at all. Uh, but my God, the, the articles like that just... I don't know how many people read it. I, there's got to be a way to mathematically measure what percentage of people actually believe that BS. I, I guess a, a quick and dirty would be, you know, what percentage of women read people or glamour? Um, and you say, okay, well, that's women, and you got to read guy. Okay, what percentage of you guys watch douchebag, dude bro, football or sports ball? Um, and even then, that's not as clear-cut example, you know. Like, some women just read it for the gossip and for... I, and I understand you guys, yeah, like, you don't actually believe it. You just like the, the, the dirt, dirt and the smut... And men just like, yeah, they're not really excited about football. They just want to kind of, but there's got to be a way, there's got to be a way to figure out the percentage of women and men that believe in that article I just read that was complete BS, where there's no consideration given for the children at all. None. All right, that's it. All right, uh, it's the Clary Podcast. You guys got uh, questions, go to assholeconsulting.com. Buy my books online through amazon.com. Spread the good word. Tell everybody about that. Oh, and as always, uh, men, check your nuts for testicular cancer. Very important, very curable, most preventable. Just fidget with your nuts. Make sure your nuts feel like they normally should. Ladies, donating to the Suman G. Komen Foundation does not prevent cancer. Uh, donating to Amy's Blend when you go and shop over at the coffee store. That doesn't stop cancer. You know what stops or at least prevents cancer or screens for it early? Is getting a mammogram. Okay? Girls, don't don't be the social justice warrior uh, uh, virtue signaling. Go, go, go get a mammogram, okay? Uh, I, I don't know. When, when should we get a mammogram? Hang on. Let's look this up. When should we get a mammogram? I was going to say 30, but I'm no doctor. Let's look this up. When should you get a mam? 
Wow, pops up right away. Look at this. All right, you girls are at least searching it. Uh, age 50. Stuck in memory of you rather than annually. Is it that old? See, my my old man and my, my... Every man older than me has had cancer in the Cleary family. So, um... Every year, every year, a mammogram. If you're a woman approaching the age of 40, you've likely been told to prepare for your first screening for a mammogram around the time of your big birthday. Ba-da-ba. UF Presentative Services update screening could wait until the age of 50. Yeah, you know what? No, no, ladies. No, I, uh, no. I don't care what this article said. I don't care what WebMD says. You know what? It, it ain't going to hurt you. Spend the $200. Get yourself a mammogram today, all right? I don't care if you're 20 or 30 or 40. Just go get a mammogram now, okay? What's it going to hurt? What's it going to cost, all right? You don't want to be like, oh, my God, she died at 33, and it could have been prevented. Please, go get, just go get a mammogram, all right? It's, uh, you know. Again, old evil right-wing Republican Clary. He hates you girls so much. Uh, all that BS aside, please, ladies, go get a mammogram. And boys, fidget with your nuts and make sure you ain't got testicular cancer. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you kids later. All right, bye.